This call is now being recorded. Welcome in. <laughs> uh, welcome in, everyone, to another edition um, of the Deep Ellen Demigod podcast about the Be Like Genghis Khan Fantasy Football League. My name is Trent. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mitchell Tinkich. Tink, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. I just did a uh, 78. One car, so going good. Perfect. You did cut out a little bit during that sentence, and so oh, perfect. Just some, just something for us to monitor moving forward. I don't know if that's going to yeah, please let me know. Recorded or not, but you know, it's a new season for us. We're still kind of working out the kinks on uh, on our podcast, but you know, it's been a while. Um, I'm trying to think. I was thinking earlier. The last time that we did one of these was it? Did we do one after the season, or was it like a? Was it a preview of the championship match? Do you remember? Um, according to my call log on on this, this software we have, oh. it was December twenty eighth, and I think I feel like we did one with Alec after the championship. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so I guess I probably already gloated about being a champion on the podcast. Yeah, but not in twenty twenty one. Technically, I think <laughs> that's okay. That's a good point. Yeah, so. It is a new year, but I am still the reigning champion. Um, I'm sure that everyone, that's been top of mind for everyone over the first six months of this year. But um, just in case anyone had forgotten, I did beat Alec last year. I kept him from um, gathering the Empire pot. So really, I've done a service to everyone else in the league. But yeah, you know, 2020 is in the past as much as I'm going to probably mention it throughout this year. Um, we are looking ahead to the future and specifically 2021 and even more specifically um, the off season. Cause I know there's been, I don't know, a little bit of chatter in the group here over the last couple of days about just a general inactivity in our league. There hasn't really been any trades that I can think of that have happened um, since the end of last season. Everyone's roster has been pretty steady. Even I can with, think of at least um, one. <laughs> Which one can you think of? What happened? Um, well, you were one of them. <laughs> oh, gosh. Moster, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I did trade Moster away. And okay, we, and we Moster can't forget Le'Veon Bell for one waiver dollar. <laughs> Not forget that. <laughs> yeah, that happened as well. So, okay, well, so there's been a few very minor trades. I know we kind of thought that maybe doing the lottery um, might encourage some more action now that people like know where they're picking in the draft. But mm-hmm. we really have, we've been in this, uh, this rut where I know there's some people that are paying attention and trying to make trades. And then some people are just kind of, I don't know if checked out is the right word, but um, just kind of waiting until the season starts. And so you and I have had a few conversations about trades just in general and about, the state of various teams in the league. And so we figured that a good kind of theme to tie this episode together would be if we were the GM for all of these teams, um, what would we do? Like, how would we be approaching this offseason? Um, obviously, it's pretty easy for us to answer that for ourselves, but um, which teams should be buying, which teams should be selling, like who should be kept, who should not be kept, et cetera. So, 
I think hopefully this will lead to some good discussions about different teams. And, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe you could take Tinkerai's advice. Maybe we mentioned something that you had a thought of or they give you an idea maybe that you had to consider and it encourages you to go make an offer to that person because we do. Our league is uh, getting kind of boring in these long several months. We haven't seen any big trades. So that's kind of the goal of tonight. Um, yeah, Tink, any questions? I know I kind of just threw this topic on you like, 20 minutes before we started so we haven't really prepared any but you ready to dive yeah, in? You're, yeah you're just going to get um just immediate reactions from me i've done very little mm-hmm. preparation other than the biases toward each team that i've already developed over the course of two seasons so perfect well so i figured let's see i'm trying to think of a good way for us to go like what order of teams we should go in i feel like we usually either do like top to bottom or bottom to top, but I say we do alphabetical this time. All right. So I think that means that we should start with Alec. Um, so yeah, Alec, this is like a little last season recap since the beginning. He obviously won the league in 2019, got second in 2020. Um, his main, um, I guess, players on his roster that he's thinking about, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, Darren Waller, and then you've got Russell Wilson, Josh Jacobs, who is on a new team now, um, Cooper Cup, Mostert, who he traded for, and Galladay. Those are probably his top eight. And then you got Alexander Madison, Jalen Rager. It's probably his number nine and ten keepers. Um, and then right on the cusp, kind of right on the outside, I'm seeing like Baker Mayfield and Christian Kirk probably on the outside looking in. The other big variable of Alex's team is he has the number two overall pick that he got from Cole um, way back at the beginning of our startup when he got he gave the pick that eventually became Devontae Adams. He gave that to Cole. Um, he got this future first in return, which is now the number two overall pick. So I think I guess I'll start um, kind of by getting your opinion on if you're Alec, what is your like outlook going into this season um and then what would you do this off season i guess i think the main question for alec is he's got that number two pick would it be smart for him to flip that maybe to a rebuilding team um and try to get a player in that can help him compete this year or do you think alec's window is at or, or do you think that he should kind of try to rebuild and compete at the same time like what do you what do you think the right next step is for alec um I feel like that. I feel like with Dalvin Cook not being 26 yet or whatever, I think he, what is he turning 26 or is he 25? Somewhere around that age, like where he has like a few seasons of maybe prime left. I mean, Diggs shows no signs of slowing down. His key pieces minus Josh Jacobs really all stayed at their exact value. Um, maybe he gets Galladay to play a few games this year. He added Mostert for depth. I mean, yeah, I would say Cooper. I think Cup he's in a good spot. Yeah, I would say like overall he's net even, if not positive, from last where he ended last season coming into this season, especially with that pick. Sure. Um, I don't know. It really depends on what Bob's going to do. I'm not positive Bob knows he. I know you literally told him Bob has the first pick, but I'm still not sure if Bob knows he has the first pick. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I really have no idea. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with 
Chase or Harris, I feel like there. Yeah, those are but probably if, the but top if, two. Yeah, but it's but like I mean we've talked about even even the consensus one point oh one like rookie running back every year doesn't necessarily have an immediate impact if you're looking to win now. Um agreed. So I think if he's really looking to win now, he tries to trade that. The problem is all these rebuilding teams have zero running backs, which is why they're in the rebuilding part anyway. So if he's looking yeah. for like a running back to, to be that two punch, if he thinks Jacobs won't be, I think honestly maybe Nagy is the best bet there rather than trading it. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, I guess I just, stay there and then wait for someone to overwhelm me like mid draft or like the week of the draft coming up, you know, as like camp hype build even more. Sure. I don't know what, what your thoughts are. So I, I have two, two targets that I would, uh, that I, that I want to run by you. You tell me if the number two pick is like enough to start a conversation mm-hmm. for either of these guys. Number one, uh, Alvin Kamara on Chris's team. Do you think that is someone who moves the needle at all for Chris? Like, is that something that you think would make sense for Chris? Is that something that you think would make sense for Alec? What do you think? I think if I'm, I think if I'm Chris, I want, I want it to be Jacobs and the 1.02. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree. And I would take, and I think that's what I would, what I would settle for. If he wants to, and maybe, maybe if I'm feeling like, if Alex really feeling like this is his last chance, I'm throwing in like a 2023 first or something. Um, yeah. And I'm feeling okay about it because his window is probably getting close to closing. Um, sure. At that point. But I mean, yeah, I, I think that would, I mean, Chris loves youth. So I think yeah. that would start the conversation. Okay. The next one I'm going to throw out is. Uh, what if Alec offered the 1.02 in exchange for uh, either like Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins, and he gives that pick back to Cole? What do you think there? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I it's hard for me to get rid of my running back bias there because I'm thinking like, oh, maybe he throws in Jacobs again, but I wouldn't give up the 1.02 plus Jacobs to get either of those guys. Sure. Um, but I think I would do it for Kamara. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's tough. I mean, maybe you throw in, like, Galladay so that Cole can, like, try and compete this year and get, like, a Meiji. I don't know. I mean, we can, we can talk about Cole when we get to yeah, him. We'll but, like, Cole. his we'll team is in – his team kind of screams sell. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm selling low just to get – in case this isn't even as low as the values can go. Yeah. So so I thought it was interesting what you mentioned earlier when we were kind of – you were recapping Alex's team from last year, and you said that pretty much all of his guys are in either the same situation or better situation. And so you would think that Alex, having gotten second last year, his floor, quote-unquote, would be second by that outcome. I'm kind of of the opinion that Alex – might have overachieved last year. Um, and I, and it's not necessarily that I think that his players are going to, it's not that they're in worse situations. I just feel like he might have a lot of guys regress. Like I look at Stefan Diggs, for example, he had like 
if you look at if you take Stefan Diggs and like his range of outcomes from like the low end being what we saw, it's probably what we saw in Minnesota for like the first half of twenty nineteen with Kirk Cousins when he was like nothing in the offense. I kind of think the high end of his output is what we saw last year with Buffalo. Like I, I don't really see him improving upon what he did last year. Um Darren Waller I don't know. I'm, I kind of think that he's near the top of his production too last year. I know that's two straight years where he's been an elite tight end and maybe he will continue to improve upon that, but I don't necessarily see him taking like a giant step forward. Um, Russell Wilson, like who knows? I don't even know. I, I mean, I think if Alec had, well, I don't know. I think you could make the argument that Russell Wilson shouldn't be kept. I don't know. That that is probably like a crazy take, but I don't know. I'm just kind of low on Russell Wilson in general, Um, or maybe I don't know. But regardless, I'm not sure that Alec is quite at the same roster talent level as some of the other top teams in the league, in my opinion, just given how I see this season unfolding. Uh, So what, what is your like initial reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think he he overachieved last year a little bit. I think coming into the season, it all made sense. Um, I think a lot changes if he trades, you know, for not Gurley at the, yeah. at the break or, like, right for the trade deadline yeah. and gets, I don't know, like, even, like, he gets, like, Chris Carson or something, you know? Like, if that's his RB3, like, I'd be feeling pretty darn good. Um, but the – I mean, now he has Mostert, I guess. Um yeah, I think that I think that it's like that 1.02 is such a big bailout um, at yeah. the current state. It's like you can well, use that to kind of justify either selling or buying right now, and just be like, oh, exactly. I have this, and I can do whatever. I just I don't know. I feel like if I'm Alec, like the rest of his roster doesn't really fit the timeline of whatever the 1.02 is. Like if you're drafting something yeah. like Harris. You're drafting him expecting for his best years to be like probably two years from now, like probably that third year is when he would like really yeah. break out and get the top running back. And by and then, so, it's like, like what, 27, 28, Diggs is like yeah. 30 something, Waller's like yeah. 33. Exactly. And so, I don't know. I think if I'm Alec, and also, I, I mean, as you know, I don't have any draft picks, so I don't really know what like the market is for the 1.02. Like, I don't really know if. I say, like, he should target Kamara or Hopkins or someone, but, like, I don't even know if if there's, like, appetite for that type of deal. But I think if I'm Alec, I would at least consider it so that he could get a player that matches his timeline. But, yeah, that is just my opinion. It'll be interesting to see what he does with that one, Um, and especially what Bob does with his number one overall pick. And speaking of Bob, that is the next team up on our – alphabetical list. So I'll kind of run through Bob's team and give um, my quick thoughts on on kind of my opinion, and I'll bounce a few ideas off. So at running back, he's got um, Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift, um, and then Zach Moss, too. We'll go ahead and throw him in there because I think he'll probably be kept by Bob. Um, wide receiver, you've got Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, and Brandon Cooks. Um Tight end Rob Gronkowski, quarterbacks Tom Brady and Tua Tagovailoa. Um, 
this is a really interesting roster, in my opinion, because, and this is something that, that I think we see a lot of in our league of rosters that are on two split timelines of this roster, for example, like Cam Akers and DeAndre Smith, or I'm sorry, Swift and Chase Claypool are all like really young, talented players that are highly regarded as like good dynasty assets. Um, which, which is good with that's someone, those are players that someone like Bob would want to have. Uh, but then he's also got guys like Tom Brady and Brandon Cook and Rob Gronkowski and like a bunch of other players that like, I mean, in a redraft league, like they're going to have some value, I think. Like there, there's probably a team like that is up closer to the top that would, that would want players like that, but. I don't know. Like, like if I'm Bob, and I think Tom Brady is a really interesting one for Bob because if I'm keeping ten players and I'm Bob, like, I don't know if Tom Brady would be one of them. Like, I, I think Tom Brady is going to be like a top ten quarterback this year, maybe even top five. But I don't know if Bob, like, is he better off keeping Tom Brady or Tua Tagovailoa? Like, I I don't know. Like, I think you could make the case for Tua and then just plug in a quarterback anywhere unless unless he thinks that he's going to be able to like compete this year because uh, he does have the 1.01 too but I don't know and my thought for Bob is that he does have a very solid core specifically with those two running backs um, Akers and Swift and then also with honestly Claypool is I think like that wide receiver that matches those groups I think if I'm Bob I'm trying to trade Mike Evans I'm trying to trade Juju Smith-Schuster um and I'm rolling into next season with my two running backs, Chase Claypool, and the number one overall pick, whoever I decide to take. Um, what are your thoughts on that, like, roster construction? Or do you think that Bob's roster, as currently constructed, after adding the number one overall pick, is good enough to compete for a championship this year? Yeah, I agree with the split. I think it's younger – I think it's less split than it seems. It's really just the old Buccaneers and it's really just the Buccaneers. <laughs> Other than that, everyone is pretty young outside of Ertz. I mean, so it's, and it's hard because I mean, maybe he's, I mean, I guess like if with this roster, like I could, you can make the argument like sell the picks, go all in because I mean, I don't know who he takes at one. I guess he takes, Chase or Pitts. I mean, I mean, he has what five too, so he can kind of dictate where that goes. But uh, I think he has six. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's probably gonna he could take two running backs again he's and then just and seven. Sorry, it's one six yeah. and seven. Yeah, I mean that is crazy. Maybe I'm looking to again sell all three of those and then just pick up McCaffrey and then just. Or, or something, you know, and just why not? Cause he's gonna, I mean, what, if he, if, if he drafts three, like, studs, he's got Akers, those three, four, Swift, Evans, that's five, six, like, Schuster, Claypool, eight, nine, Moss, ten. Yeah. He's like dropping, he's like dropping Hollywood next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of tough to do. I mean, Bob's not one to make too many trades, so <laughs> I feel like he would just let Hollywood walk or something, you know, so. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I, I kind of see, like, go all in. Like, I don't know why not. He can sell all of his picks this year, and he still has his first next year. Um, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's just now that we have a true non-lottery, like, back back then it made sense to have a split roster so you could, like, compete now sure. but, like, still have a chance at the first pick. Sure. But now it kind of makes sense. Like, if you're going to be, like, a mid-pick with your potential, like, you may as well just – try and be a good team in the playoffs. Like, don't be a borderline team. Just make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is I'm not sure how many teams are going to be sellers right now, you know? But, yeah. I, and I think we might realize this as we go through every roster of, like, yeah, in theory, like, sure, if Bob could trade three first-round picks to someone for, like, a great player, that would be great. But – I mean, doing a quick scan of teams, like who is definitely a seller? I would say probably Grant and Jones, but neither of them have necessarily anything of value that I think um, Bob would like go after. Maybe like Godwin. Like I mean, like, you could say like the, you could say Camara. You could say yeah. like one point oh one, one point oh six, and Zach Moss, and just throw that at Camara. I think Greenfield might take that. And I mean we'll get we'll get to Chris though, but it's like should mm-hmm. Chris be selling? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so split rosters. He's got Kamara and AJ Brown plus like Mixon and I we'll get to Chris. We don't have to get ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know. And I the problem is that if it's everyone just, is and the only seller in this market is Chris with Kamara, like the price is gonna be pretty dang high for Kamara if like Alec and Bob and like DeWillis and like if a bunch of people start like targeting Chris and Camara specifically as like a seller, then I don't know. He could really drive the price up there. Yeah. I guess maybe, maybe you go just like, Hey, 1.01 for Devante, you know, that's good. Probably going to be the same pieces kind of keep being mentioned like Devante and Camara or whatever, but yeah. Maybe the 1.01 for Devontae. Cole takes Neji, finally has a running back under the age of 29. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, too. Maybe he throws in a, a shoe, like a, a Juju, and Cole can have some just kind of influx of youth. I think that makes sense. But I don't know. I, feel like I would rather have. I don't think Devontae's worth that. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. We're, also, we're also low on Devontae. Because yeah. you always sell the the wide receiver one from the previous year unless it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, gosh. I mean plus Aaron Rodgers too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So do you think if if let's say that Bob doesn't make any major trades because looking at Bob He's Bob with trades, he probably won't. And he takes yeah. whoever at number one, let's say he takes Jamar Chase and then takes like I don't know, like a wide receiver and a running back, like Trey Sermon and Bateman or Elijah Moore at seven, whatever. I don't even really even know what rookies are supposed to go there. Let's say he adds those guys to his roster. What roughly, where would you like power rank him among teams? I think of those guys you just mentioned, the only one. Yeah, the only one of those guys you mentioned that realistically has immediate impact is Chase. Yeah. Um, and then even then, you're kind of hoping that, like, 
Evans is not just the two touch two catches for two touchdowns kind of guy for two yards. Um, and then you're hoping that Akers and Henderson aren't in a timeshare, and the same with Swift because rumors are the Lions are just tanking the season and gonna <laughs> take care of him. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I think I think I put him right on the bubble again for all those factors with with high yeah. upside, but a pretty steady four. I think I'm the same. I think he's about six or seven there. But, yeah, I think he's about six or seven. But, like, if that's the case, then, like, why not sell Mike Evans? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just what do you sell Mike Evans for? Like, you have so many picks. <laughs> it's not like you need more picks, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe um, I mean it's hard, yeah, because there's not many teams that like that matches up with that like win yeah. now teams, and he doesn't need the picks. He got three, True. unless he really wants to have three every single year. Then he can look at 2022. Um, but I don't know. He, yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel like that's that's at least some stuff for Bob to think about. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at this. Spreadsheet here. I think the next one is Chris. We'll go Chris Klein Cole. I know there's three C's, but yeah, let's go Chris first, um, which is good because we were kind of just talking about him. I'll let you take the lead on what you would do, but I'll give a quick overview of his team. I am very interested to see what Chris does with his keepers, especially because. That is a crowded roster. You've got, I mean, the locks, I would say, Alvin Kamara and A.J. Brown, for sure. Um, and then Joe Mixon and Cortland Sutton. Those are, like, a couple of, hmm, I don't know if stud is the right word for, like, Mixon and Sutton, but, like, a couple of studs in Kamara and Brown, a couple of really solid players in Mixon and Sutton. And then there's a bunch of, uh, I would say, like, question marks you've got uh, at running back alone, you've got Damian Harris, um, who I guess is going to be the starter in New England now. Um, Latavius Murray, who would be a handcuff for Kamara, um, and also has some standalone value too. And then Gio Bernard, who's going to be the handcuff for Mixon if he wants to keep two handcuffs. Um, and then at wide receiver, he's got uh, Debo Samuel, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, Preston Williams, Darius Slayton, and Russell Gage. I would say literally all six of those guys you could make a pretty strong argument for, like, to be kept or not kept. Like, I don't know if any of them are a tier above all the other ones. Maybe Michael Pittman and Debo Samuel are a little bit above all the other ones, but I think you could make a pretty strong argument for the other guys as well. And then at tight end, you've got Logan Thomas, who is, I would say, definitely going to be kept. And then Aiden Hurst is fine, but probably not worth keeping with Logan Thomas there. And then at quarterback, Chris has a couple guys that I think are interesting in Jalen Hurts and Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill probably, well, I'll say almost definitely going to be the better option in 2021, um, just given the weapons that he has now in Tennessee, um, a pretty consistent top 10 fantasy quarterback, um, at least amongst like consensus rankings. But then Jalen Hurts, a lot younger, has the rushing upside. Uh, they just added Devonta Smith. Maybe that guy makes a little bit more sense for Chris's team. But I don't know if you really need to keep both. 
do you, do you like really need two quarterbacks if you're Chris? Like, I don't really know. Um, but I mean, all of those players that I just mentioned, I think that's five, nine, 13, <laughs> 17 players that I just mentioned and he can keep 10. <laughs> so if you're Chris and then I guess I'll mention his draft picks too. He's got, um, he's got the third overall pick and then he doesn't pick again until the third pick in the second round. He's got the 2.03 also. So I'll pass it off to you. What do you think Chris's strategy should be um, moving forward? I feel like this might actually be the most interesting roster and draft pick combination we have right now because there's, I mean, you can make the case that he should be drafting wide receiver at like 1.03 or tight end. Like he could take pits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly he needs a wide receiver. I mean, I guess like Sutton, but then like in my head, like I know, you know that I hate Debo Samuel. I just think he's worthless. Yeah. Um, Whatever. And like, Whatever. I kind of like, I kind of like pin Chris down to this like one comment he made when I offered him like, I forget who for like my 2022 first or whatever. I think I might have been feeling because I was like making a playoff push. I wanted to basically flip AJ, uh, AJ Green for Adam Thielen. Um, and he was like, no, I want someone in 2022 that's going to like provide value, like not a pick. And then he yeah. flipped Thielen for Debo and a fourth. And I was like, that's, I would argue that's worse, <laughs> but just because I don't, I don't think Debo or a fourth are worth too much. To me, Debo is like what a second round pick, so like a second and a fourth versus a 2022 first. Sure. Sure. I think, I think if I'm Chris, I'm selling Kamara for to Bob for the 1.01 and like the 1.06, and I'm taking like Chase, and then I'm taking Javant or Etienne if either of them make it there. And if you want to guarantee you get a running back, you take Neji, and then you take one of the other wide receivers or Pitts if he makes it there. Yeah. And then I would I would hope that he would throw in a player or something, you know. But I mean I've I think here's the thing. AJ Brown is gonna be a stud forever. Like he's what twenty like twenty four or five maybe maximum. Yeah. Probably not even that. He's probably closer to twenty three, twenty four. So his prime is like two, three years away. I view Greenfield as two to three years away from competing. Taking Chase right now puts him on that same timeline. He's got two stud wide receivers to build around. He can keep Hurts with that extra room he gets from getting, like, Kamara. Hope Hurts turns into something. Maybe take Devonta Smith to make that, like, stack. Um, Sutton's young, too. And when they say when you're in a rebuild, you build around receivers. You don't build around running backs because running backs' timeline is, like, 22 to 26, realistically. So there he is. You have three 24 and under wide receivers, and you're chilling. And then you can – Use future picks to take running backs and then hope some hit um, while those receivers kind of like carry you. It's probably what I'm looking to do, especially because Chris doesn't shy away from a rebuild. He actively tanked at some point last year. <laughs> um, if he, he, you can also make the argument he goes all in, I guess, because he has Mixon and Kamara. It's hard to like sell Kamara, yeah. yeah. but also this is like max value Kamara's going to have. Um, so if he can get okay. three first for Camara, why not? Hear me out on this. What do you think it would take for Chris to move from 
three to one. And I ask this because if Chris is at one, he could take, I don't know, Jamar Chase. And then Bob yeah. goes to three, and he could take Kyle Pitts because Bob kind of needs a tight end. Mm-hmm. So Bob could then have, like, the three, six, and seven. Chris takes the one, but then Chris would also have to give something else to Bob to move up from three to one. What do you think that, like, gap would need to be filled with? And do you think that's something that either side would be interested in? I I think I could see see interest there. I mean, I don't know what – so you're saying move from 1.03 to 1.01? Yeah. I don't know. Throw in a – Throw in a 2022 first or 20 or something, you know, Bob seems to love pushing off his first forever. Um, (laughs) Normally, if it weren't someone with like multiple, I mean, like normally it'd probably be what 1.03 for like one point and 1.0 and a late first, like 1.09 or something. Yeah. I mean, if we want to get crazy, you trade back from like 1.0 something to like 1.12. And then use that plus the 1.03 to get to 1.01. That'd be fun. Uh, but I don't know. I, it's once again, like I could see it happening, but it's Bob. So like I just, I don't see it happening at the same time. I mean, who knows what's going on in his mind? <laughs> who knows what he's thinking? Exactly. Okay. Well, so what are your thoughts on Hertz versus Tannehill for Chris? Think you should keep both. Trade one. I think you should keep both. I think you should keep both. I think you. That is so wild to me. I think Hertz's upside is so. I mean, we saw it last year, and he like skyrocketed off dynasty boards. I mean, in best case scenario, like he's, I don't know, just the way things are moving, and like the value of a quarterback who can run and provide that floor, (laughs) who is young, in a team that's not actively trying to lose. Like the like the NFC is so wide open. Um well okay. And I I'll cut you off because I completely agree that he should keep Hurts. Mm-hmm. I it, but it, I don't I don't think if you're keeping Hurts, I don't know why you would want to keep two quarterbacks when you can only start one. And it's like not a super flex league. It I don't know. And he's got so many other guys that you could keep. Like even if it's between like Tannehill and like someone like Pittman. Like I'd wait for Chris. I think it makes way more sense to keep Pittman. But is Tannehill? Yeah, he's going to be the ninth best quarterback this year. Who cares? I yeah, that's that's fair. I think it's a, but then once again, like if you're like if you don't care if Tannehill's ninth, well, hurts like struggles in the beginning. Like why aren't you just selling? <laughs> like you know, like you should commit to the youth or like keep both and then try and just like play the matchups, you know, and be all in. Like what's the difference? Like what's not having Pittman going to do for you this year? Do we realistically, I mean, like what our, our graph here shows him he's, he's a hold. He's, he's going to be in the top 50. Right. Right. So like what, what is keeping one top 50 projected over another top 50 projected? mean, if you're dropping those two guys, I just, I can see a case I either way. I don't see why you would ever keep, two tight ends or two quarterbacks. Even two tight ends I see a little bit more, but and we'll and we'll get to the two quarterback thing. I think you can make the argument you don't even keep uh what's his face? Logan Thomas. I think there's an argument you drop in. You're keeping keeping Logan Thomas. You have to. 
He was good I last guess. year. To be honest. I mean, I yeah, think but he's also a like a third Russian candidate. But yeah, and he's got Fitzpatrick this year. I guess I don't know. But I, I don't hate that. Like, I if there's a team that needs a tight end that's contending, like maybe they would be interested in Logan Thomas. Like maybe sell him to, gosh, I don't know, Klein. I guess he has yeah, this seems this maybe seems like a prime him. dump players on Jones for anything type <sighs> move. Yeah, I, we will get to Jones, but like, <laughs> I Jones just has room on. He doesn't have ten keepers right now, and there are other guys that do. And like, Jones should be trading third and fourth round picks for guys like Pittman, in my opinion. I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, last question on Chris. Just cause I'm curious your thoughts on this. Um, Joe Mixon. I, if you had to, how old do you think Joe Mixon is? Yes, yes. Twenty-five. He's twenty-four. That's crazy. He's been in the league for fifteen years. So, what do you what are your thoughts on Joe Mixon just as a whole? Um, is this someone that you feel like Chris should be holding on to? Like, if, I think we both kind of agree that this is not his year. That he's kind of building for the future. Is Mixon someone that you think should be, like, around for him in the future? Or do you think this is someone who is, like, this is probably someone that you should sell now to a team that's trying to win because he probably won't be a thing in a few years? Like, what are your thoughts here? seems to disappoint every year, but the hype train is rolling again this year. Yeah, it just depends, once again, on the realistic value of the window. Like, if Greenfield's, like, in two years, I'm going to be trying to win – I might hold on unless I'm overwhelmed with an offer. Um, if he's trying to win now, he needs to keep. Because I just, I mean, like, the high train's rolling, but does anyone know that other than you and I? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think I keep, I think he's undervalued just because that offense is, is going to be better. But also maybe not because I didn't draft a single lineman. Or, like, I guess they did eventually, but they sh- shouldn't have yeah. taken chase. Um so, so play, I mean, I guess let's play a game of either I, or. Yeah, yeah. With with Joe Mixon, let's play a quick game of either or. And this is from a dynasty perspective, not necessarily for this year. Um, Joe Mixon or Austin Eckler? Eckler's one year older. Um, Eckler uh, is he two years older? Is he twenty six? Uh, he, he was born in ninety five, and Nick Mixon was born in ninety six. Perhaps the same year. Okay. Uh. I guess Eckler, yeah. But yeah, Eckler is 26. Mixon is just his birthday is next month. Okay. Um, yeah, Eckler. Mixon or let's see, David Montgomery. <laughs> uh, Rick. <laughs> um, gosh, I can't hear Demont and not feel pain inside. But uh, <laughs> I think, gosh, I think Mixon, honestly. I'm just blowing over Demont. Yeah. Okay. Demont's what, like 23, 24? I just hate the uh, Bears. I've watched more Bears. Seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mixon or Miles Sanders? Uh, Miles. Okay. Mixon or uh, Etienne? Oof. Um... I mean, for Chris's team, I think I like 
like ETN more. Okay. If I were GM. Okay. Sorry, I just, just wanted to pick your brain a little bit on Joe Mixon. But, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you that Chris has probably the most interesting, like, keeper and draft decisions. Because he has so like <laughs> he has, like, only a few assets that are, like, really, really valuable in Kamara and A.J. Brown. But then he has a bunch of guys that are, like, average <laughs> that are probably yeah. worthy to be kept. But, like, if he makes the right decisions and a bunch of guys pop, it would be awesome. And if he makes – but it would also be pretty easy to make the wrong decisions. And we find ourselves at this point next year, and we're like, wow, Chris has three guys that are worthy of being kept into 2022. Like, what happened? So Yeah. Okay. Next one on our list is Klein, Andrew Klein. Um, I'll give – I'll give the rundown for this one, and then we can – I guess it's my turn. I'll give my quick thoughts on what I think I would do if I'm in. Because um, this is this is quite the roster here. Um, starting at quarterback, he's got Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Um, at running back, he's got Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Chris Carson. Um and then Jamal Williams as well. I'll go ahead and include. Wide receiver, he's got Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones Jr., and Devontae Parker. Uh, and then at tight end, he's got Dallas Goddard and Irv Smith. Okay. Well, I can't lie. Reading these names out loud... I don't I don't think that this is going to be a very good team next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Derrick Henry is good. I think he is a very popular regression candidate and good, for good reason. He's kind of getting up there in age and has had a bajillion carries so far this season. And there, now there's a lot more mouths to feed in Tennessee with Julio. And I, I don't know. So I, I, I think we could see regression for Derrick Henry. Um, Chris Carson and Edward Hilaire, I guess, are, are both fine. I don't know if either of them are really going to be running back ones this year, but probably both in the running back two, running back three range. Um, Thielen is fine, not a wide receiver one, probably a wide receiver two. It's pretty safe. Um, T. Higgins and Curtis Samuel. I don't know if I'm super high on either of them for this next year. I like Higgins as a prospect, but now that he's going to be behind, or maybe not behind, but competing with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and everything else that's happening in Cincinnati, I think I think his value has probably gone down a little bit this offseason. Uh, I mean, Curtis Samuel is Curtis Samuel. I'm not going to spend any time on him. But I don't know. Am I, am I missing something, or do you think this is like <laughs> – is this roster as currently constructed a top six team? I think, honestly, no. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly have yeah. no idea. It's like there's so much depth. I mean, we're looking at the same graph right now, but there's so much in the middle, more than any yeah. other team. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And it's like I don't see Carson or Edward D. Lair being worse. Mm-hmm. But also, like, is that enough? I don't, I don't think so. Like, and he's going to be. I mean, like, who is he even keeping? Like, I don't understand. I understand why he wants to trade up because he definitely needs a like another centerpiece. 
it really stinks that Eli isn't like the consensus RB1 that everyone thought he was going to be in that offense, like the Kareem Hunt 2.0. Yeah. Um, I rem- I'm old enough to remember when Klein was the wide receiver king, and now he has like yeah. six that are all exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And none of them are particularly enticing. Like Fuller, Marvin Jones, Devontae Parker are the same person to me. They may as well all be exactly the same. Um, I like Goddard, but he doesn't move the needle like other tight ends do. Curtis Samuel's fun, but new offense. And he's going back to the offensive coordinator that didn't know how to use him beforehand, whereas he had a breakout year last year. Um, But I also don't really know what I would do. I think I would sell Henry (laughs) for as many firsts as I can get. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of, like, what I would do with this roster. And I think I'm with you. I (laughs) But, I mean, you have to throw one of the QBs. Klein, the problem is that Klein got third last year and wasn't like – I mean, there were there was times last year when we were like, oh, yeah, Klein is like – he's one of the best teams in the league, like if not the best. Like for, for certain stretches of last year, we thought that. Especially so, the second half of the season. The, oh, yeah. That, he was the team that no one wanted to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird going into this offseason to look at the roster and be like, blow it up, but I kind of think that's what I would do. I don't know. I, I think, like, when you've got Edward Zolaire and you've got T. Higgins, <laughs> like, I don't know. Is Realistically, like yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but, like, okay, so that's the, that's the next thing, is that does it even make sense for him to blow it up, given that if he's blowing it up, like, he only has a few pieces to build around. Like, we're talking about if he blows it up, we're entering, like, Jones territory of, like, well, maybe not that bad, but, like, like you are going to be a bottom team for years, probably, like, if he, if he blows it up. But, I, but if he doesn't blow it up, like, I don't see this roster doing better than, like, a borderline playoff spot. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, it's especially without with the question marks behind Rodgers and Deshaun. Like I feel like that was yeah. like having a QB that could put up twenty six every week kept him in everything. It, I mean, mate, I don't. I I I'm with you. I don't see Derrick Henry being able to sustain what he did last year. Um. I don't think that RB, I don't think that running back trio is as strong as others in the league either. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think though, you, I think you could sell Henry. If I, if this were a normal league and there were all in candidates, like you're thinking like someone wants to give up two first plus for Henry. And that's who I, if I'm class, who I'm looking to sell to, especially if they're 2021 first, because I feel like this class, has a lot of talent kind of spread out. Like it's not like a deep wide receiver is on a deep running back class. There's like three good of each kind of. I think I'm trying to take a young running back to pair with CEH um, and then take a young wide receiver to pair with Higgins and then just kind of ride those like two RB2s and two wide receiver twos 
and their potential to next few seasons and then sell these aging veteran wide receivers along the way um, yeah. and kind of start that rebuild. It's, but what like you, you said, it's hard coming off a third place. What do you think Derrick Henry can fetch reasonably? Like, what's a trade for Derrick Henry that could be made? Like, is Alex feeling the 102 for Henry? I don't think I don't think Alec is just given the construction of his roster, but I think I think someone like Bob could sell the six and seven and take okay. Chase that's and then one. take Henry. For Henry, maybe I, I think if you're Klein though, you're trying to get as many. Maybe you take six seven in a 2022 first, you know? Yeah, and you take and you take like Javant or like a running back at the end, Javant, um, one of the first round or second round wide receivers that you like. Cause, I mean, Klein spotted T Higgins when no one else wanted to take him last year. So you can, yeah. you can evaluate some college talent. If there's anyone I trust to, <laughs> to kind of see that it's Klein. Um, what so about you take those two and you kind of just add depth and then someone's got to hit. What about DeWillis? DeWillis has the number four pick. That's something that gets glossed over kind of frequently, yeah. but I don't know. I, I think, I mean, we'll get to DeWillis here in a few teams, but I think DeWillis is win now for sure. I mean, he's got a young team, yeah. but he's probably now too. And if he has one weakness, it's running back. I don't know. I don't, yeah, not to jump ahead, but like, does DeWillis have a young team other, outside of Jefferson? CD too, but maybe not. Yeah. It's young and old at the same time again. We're all very yeah. split, but. Yeah. But I don't know if you're DeWillis. Do you like, let's say like, I don't know. It, it let's say DeWillis offers the fourth pick, and gosh, I don't know. I mean, the fourth pick for Henry. Like, how close is that? But you think probably another first. Um, I feel like he's got to. Klein doesn't want the fourth for Henry. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, it's got to be, I mean, a fourth and, like, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, fourth and CD. I'm thinking that, but that's too much. Do you think? I mean, I'm not as high on yeah. CD as other people are. Um, I, I don't, like me. Here's the thing, though. You're you're the king of overpaying. Do you not overpay to get Rude. that that <laughs> that running back to add there who is essentially a uh-huh. tank? I mean, CD is effectively DeWillis' wide receiver four right now. Yeah, but the price isn't that low, speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just just another – I mean, we'll talk about DeWillis in a second. That's just another another potential partner, I thought, is someone who might be in the market to buy someone like Derek Henry that has a pick near yeah. the top. But, mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to Cole. Um. Cole, I'll let. I guess it's your turn to talk about um, what you think uh, you should yeah. do. Let me but let Cole's me team. let me shit on Cole real quick. <laughs> Cole's team. I'll just run through his roster really fast. Um, at quarterback, he's got Justin Herbert, pretty clearly going to be one of his ten keepers. I'm um, at running back. He has David Montgomery, David Johnson, uh, Tevin Coleman, and Philip Lindsay, <laughs> maybe. Um, and then a wide receiver, obviously he's got Adams and Hopkins, and then he's also got Lockett and then Darnell Mooney. 
And then also a little bit of Denzel Mims action maybe might sneak his way into his top ten keepers. Um, then at tight end, he's got Noah Fant. Um, let's look. For draft picks, he should – I guess his first draft pick is going to be the second? the 2.02, the second pick in the second round. That will be pick number 14. So not too much ammo to trade with other than those big two pieces in Adams and Hopkins unless he's deciding to be a buyer – to partner with those guys. What do you think you're doing if you're Cole? Honestly, if I, if I don't have a first round pick and I have these two wide receivers, I I think I think I might be just trying. He didn't make playoffs last year, correct? No, he did make playoffs. He lost first. He year. did, yeah, yeah. He didn't make it the year before, right? I think that's when Jonesy sniped it from him. I think so. That's that feels right to me, but I could be wrong. Either way, he's All been a first-round elimination two years in a row. Um, Adams is coming off the, our, I would say, the best season he'll ever have. He played with the MVP QB and a pretty pass, and just an elite offense. I mean, Hopkins, I think Hopkins stays the same. I think he's a top top seven guy. Um, I, I hope Kingsbury opens up that offense so he's not running five-yard outs every time. Um, but I am I am looking to sell Devontae Adams. I think you can make the argument you hold him until we have clarity on Rodgers. Yeah. Um, because then his value's up, and then you sell. Because right now you're not selling yeah. him at the coming off a wide receiver one price. Last year, for comparison, just like I think for Michael Thomas coming off wide receiver one season, I had – like Hopkins in a 2022 first as an offer. I had like the 1.04, the 1.06 and more like for Thomas. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the kind of value I'm looking to get. I'm looking to get like a 1.03, like, or like two Bob's picks kind of something like that. Um, if I'm him or I'm looking to just, to just send it and go all in. It's hard because he doesn't have picks. He doesn't have his 2022 first either because I took that from him, you know, so he can't even – he's looking at, like, lock it and a 2023 first or something to get an RB2. Right now, I would go as far as say he doesn't have an RB2. Um, Lock it it in the flex doesn't do a ton for me when your RB2 is Tevin Coleman or Philip Lindsay or David Johnson. Like, that just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I agree. Like those are fine pieces to have. Herbert's fun, but right now this is not a this is not a playoff roster. Agree. His two assets are on the back end of their prime, I would say. Agreed. And and one of them has question marks at QB. So <laughs> I'm looking to capitalize on some value and get tons of firsts or youth from it some high upside youth um, and, and hope. I mean, like you could, would you, what about like a, what about like an Adams for a CEH and a T Higgins? What does that, what does that do for you? Uh, Throw in a first, like a late first. Probably not. It's kind of what I'm leaning. I don't know if either team would want to do that. Yeah. 
it's just hard. Like I don't see a ton of I don't see a ton of people out, like paying wide receiver one price for Adams right now. No, I, it's he's a hard buy like, to with the wrong. Yeah, like I see good. Adams and Hopkins value at exactly the same. Yeah, um, which is hard when you're coming off like the best season of all time <laughs> for yourself, yeah. basically like a wide receiver one. Like he was absurd last year. Yeah, I, just, oh, I, I don't know. I think I think I'm selling as soon as I get some good offers, but that's just me. Yeah, man, this is a tough roster. Like, if there's if I'm like picking people that I would want to like switch my roster with, I think Coles is near the bottom, just because. I mean, he does have assets. He's got Adams and Hopkins, but, like, I mean, like I've mentioned before, like, if, if you trade those guys for pieces, you break it down, like, you're entering Jones' territory of not really having anyone special and having a bunch of question marks. So if you don't want to do that, then you're forced to go all in, and you don't really have the pieces to deal to go all in because you don't have any picks and I don't know unless like unless you're trading like rather than trading Adams and just breaking him down for like rookie parts if you're trading Adams for like basically like two fifty cent pieces for a dollar and then trading Hopkins, two fifty cent pieces for a dollar, just to give yourself like a little bit more depth and the ability to maybe try and compete at the beginning of this year or sell those into into more pieces at the deadline. Like I'm not really sure. Um I do not envy Cole <laughs> yeah. as he's trying to figure out what to do with this roster. But I don't know, I think I I think I sell both. But I also like I don't know if I don't know if right now is the time that I would sell if I'm Cole. I completely agree with you on Adams that I mean you're taking a risk. If you sell him now, then some of that you have some Rogers uncertainty baked into his price. And if Rogers leaves, then you probably made a really good deal. And if Rogers stays, then you probably sold at a discount when you didn't need to. That's just the nature of that uncertainty. Hopkins, I don't know. I just don't know if if now is the time. If now is the time to sell, or if it makes more sense to wait. I don't know, because because you're right. Like I don't know how many people are going to be looking to buy expensive receivers. Like it seems like there's definitely a market for those mid tier players right now. Guys like Mostert, <laughs> or I don't yeah. know when I I offered up all of my like. <laughs> mid-tier RB3s. Like, I feel like I had a lot of people who are wanting to give up, like, decent assets for my decent assets. But there's not many people that are wanting to, like, break the bank at this point. Like, I almost wonder if it's better for Cole to wait until the season starts and then find a team that's going all in and and sell them. I don't really know. But... Yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard because, like, what all-in team is looking to buy, like, a like an Adams at or a Hopkins at their price, you know. Like I feel like win. I feel like win now teams like buying like depth at the deadline. Because I mean, like you last year, what like bought Julio and like mm-hmm. gave like a twenty twenty two first. Like that's kind of the piece. Like the like the way 
like the on the end real end of the window, not like the slide end of their prime, you know. Right. I guess like I got lucky and sold Michael Thomas um for more than I would say he was worth, but like I wasn't really an all in team at that point like you were and you weren't looking to to buy an Adams or Hopkins at that point. Right. So I don't know it's hard. Here's a team that we haven't talked about really yet. Um, who says no in a deal that is Devontae Adams for Miles Gaskin and Allen Robinson? Cole, you think? Yeah, because I mean, realistically, how much how much longer do you think Gaskin has as a valuable asset? I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins could draft someone like this offseason. Exactly. Um, He's going to be good this year, though, Gaskin. I think think if you're going – I mean, if you're going all – maybe you – it's just hard because Jay would also have a 2022 first or a 2021 first. I think he had a first of that deal. I think it's closer um, as it is. It's just hard because I know, know, like, I value Robinson – as like a wide, a true wide receiver one, you know, because like he's done it with yeah. every QB ever. Who yeah. does Adam does that? Adams does that. But I mean, it's hard because I know Cole doesn't value them even relatively close to the same tier. At least I don't think right. he would. What about Josh Jacobs? Uh, let's see. If Alec is offering the one point oh two. Okay, here's one. Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, and the number two pick for Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett. Um, Alex I, think Alex have... says, I think Alex says no. You think? Just because, so. just because he literally doesn't have a running back on the roster after Mostert. He truly doesn't have one. <laughs> That's true. Based on what I'm looking at, at least. Yeah, I mean, he, he would need Mostert. Maybe... Maybe you have to include that 2.01. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he maybe includes or the 2.02, so we can maybe get Carter or Sermon or someone um, at that 2.02. But what if? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe what if Cole threw in like David Johnson, just as like a not that he has any value, but like just as a a little extra. Yeah. Or something. Maybe. I mean, if if Alec really likes the thought of having – Or Hopkins. This, yeah. I mean, if he really likes the thought of having one of those to pair with Diggs, like, yeah, I could see it. Maybe. Yeah. And then Cole would have – I mean, he could build around the number two pick, whoever he takes, you know. I mean, that's the thing yeah. is that Cole is so far from being a rebuilding team. Like, literally his only young assets are – Herbert and Fant. And yeah. McMinn. <laughs> like, they don't count. Yeah, you don't want to build around Herbert in a 1QB league. We're super flexure, no. but... Yeah, no, that's the thing. Man. Okay, so that's probably enough time for Cole. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess we've covered all the A's, B's, and C's, which moves us to the D's. I guess we have DeWillis and then Dylan. Stop me if you see anyone else. But okay, DeWillis. Right. So DeWillis has an interesting roster as well. Um, he's got 
at run, well, let's start with his wide receivers because wide receiver is certainly the strength of this team. He's got Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, and CeeDee Lamb. At tight end, he's got George Kittle. Um, then at running back, he's got Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, uh, Kenyon Drake, and Devin Singletary. And then at quarterback, he's got Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, so I think DeWillis is – I think you and I are both in agreement that this is a, like, top three roster in the league. Um, yeah. As far as I'm, like, thinking of contenders for 2021-2022, um, I think DeWillis is certainly in the top three, maybe even the top two. Um, maybe the top one, honestly, with those wide receivers. I think his biggest weakness is running back, but even still, Eckler and Sanders is better than what a lot of people have to offer. I just think there's a little bit of uncertainty there. But, um, yeah, that that wide receiver grouping and throw in, like, a healthy Kittle, and he has, like, enough running back depth where I think he's going to be fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, and he's adding in the number – Four overall pick. Um, and he's picking again in the second round at 2.04, and then he has the 2.08 as well. So I don't know. I think out of all the teams in the league, I think DeWillis is probably the one that can afford to, to stay pat. I'm not sure if there's any deals that I would make if I'm him, mainly just because I think I don't know. I I, I don't know if I would sell any of his wide receivers. Um, because I think, I mean, maybe Calvin Ridley is a guy I would sell. I think Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb, I'm not sure they're even worth selling just given their age. I don't, I don't think yeah. Duelist should be in a position to sell them. Michael Thomas, I think if he sold them right now, it would be at a discount. I think Thomas is pretty obviously someone who's going to increase in value at the start of this year. So I'm not sure if he's gaining anything by selling them now. I think Ridley is the one guy who is coming off like a career year and everyone kind of thinks he's going to have another career year with Julio gone. And so I think you could get pretty close to fair value on Calvin Ridley and maybe even, I don't know. I just feel like Ridley's being priced at like his ceiling and he might reach his ceiling this year, but I think there's also a chance that he doesn't live up to expectations with Pitts there and and who knows what happens with Matt Ryan in the future and what that Atlantic quarterback situation is going to look like regardless. So, like, maybe you see a scenario where he trades, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what he would do here. Like, Ridley and the 2.04 for, like, Adams? I I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's – I don't know why Cole would do that even. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I think DeWolf is in, like, a pretty good spot where he has enough depth at every position um, that he can kind of afford to wait. I think running back is the biggest question mark, but I don't necessarily know. He's he's in a position to draft a running back at four if he wants and then maybe wait till the start of the season, see what happens, um, and and make a trade if he needs to at the deadline to kind of retool for the, for the stretch. But – I don't know. That's, those are kind of my thoughts on Willis's roster. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's two things you said that really kind of made sense to me. Is one Ridley, 
I don't know who's looking to pay premium for Ridley. He's not he's not flashy, but like anyone who knows really knows fantasy knows that he's like very very good. Like he has a constant like sixteen. 16-point machine, just I know from having played him before. Um, <laughs> and I just casually look, and he's got 120 yards and 10 receptions. Um, and then two is just like the, the wait and see. Like, he can he can play out the season, this team healthy. I would, we would assume, all things considered, that they would enter the season healthy. He's got four four wide receivers four, that are very good. His Wide receiver four is probably better than some people's wide receiver one in this league. Um, and his RB four is Singletary, who's no slouch, you know. So it's like you can wait and see with the 1.04. I think the big, the thing I would sell is probably the 1.04. I'd probably go all in. Like, who are you taking at 1.04 yeah. that pushes this roster over the top uh, versus an active, that versus no an active player, you know? So, it's yeah. like, so I think you can make the case. That you sell Ridley at peak value and get picks to prolong your window, and then you build around Jefferson, CD, and you have the veteran of Thomas, and then those picks in the future that you get from selling a Ridley ensure that you always have some young running backs because Eckler is about to turn 27 and has yet to ever play like more than five games in a season, and yeah. Sanders does not seem like the bell cow based on what the Eagles are doing. Um, so I think that could like prolong your window, but I think if you own this roster, cause you go all in, you're going all in and you're waiting and seeing and making no moves. It, <laughs> I don't know. Ridley in the 1.04 for Saquon, Josh probably doesn't do that, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Think about it. He, I mean, he might think about it. I, just, I don't know. I've never seen Josh take a have a draft pick before the fourth round, so it's hard to be like, yeah. how much is he value? He's not really one to rebuild. Yeah, he doesn't really need to yeah. rebuild. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm. I don't. I disagree that he should sell Ridley for picks. I think he's in a much better scenario selling Ridley for another asset, maybe like a running back. Like, I don't know. Does yeah, Ridley. The problem is. The problem is that Ridley, I would sell, would be like Lamb. I would want like a Lamb type receiver in return. He has Lamb. (laughs) Does Ridley and Eckler get you Saquon or CMC? Um, pretty enticing. I don't think CMC. Maybe I mean like maybe. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I would almost have to. It would almost have to like. I, just knowing Jay Wood, having talked to them, he'd want that 1.04 too. He'd want a running back that's young mm-hmm. in there, I think. But that's too much. What about like a Dalvin? What about like a Dalvin Cook trade? Like Ridley and Sanders for Cook in like Cup. The Willis probably says no to that, or does he? I don't know. Cook is so basically. Good. I think that's. I think that's the piece that puts him over the top. I mean, like he's dealing with so much depth here. Yeah. Uh, to me, I would. To me, I think if I'm Duels, I make that trade. Does Alec make it? Do you think? I don't know if Alec needs to be. 
stealing his best running back. I don't I don't think Alec with the Sanders role in RB one is a threat. Right. Well I guess and he's got Jacobs as his RB one. Uh, uh he also has Ridley and Diggs. So maybe. Not a terrible yeah. idea. Plus Waller and I don't think Alex is now. Yeah, but I think it's closer than originally thought. I think that's the best suggestion you've made. That'd be fun. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's probably enough on DeWillis. I think he... Uh... DeWillis is the team I'd most want to trade rosters with, just because it'd be so much fun. Yeah. I'd create so many different trade options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, well... I would want Duelist's roster from a standpoint of, like, his team is going to be really good. But I think if I take over his roster, it would, I would have to wake up every morning and be like, you don't eat you're just bored. Like, <laughs> don't send an offer that you're going to regret. Whereas, like, if I take over, like, Chris's roster, like, I'm making so many different trades. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, someone else's. Yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's a Derrick Henry but... win now trade in there. Like a 1.04 something for Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 1.04 is just not doing dual as much right now. It's not helping him. But it's not pushing him over the top. How close is like the 1.04 plus CD for Henry? I think that, I think that would get it done. I don't know if Duelis would do that. If I'm Duelis, I'd do it. But. That's me. If you're Klein, do you do it? If Klein is willing to commit to a rebuild, then yes. If yeah. Klein's trying to win this year, I don't think Klein does it. I mean, but. Klein could have Edie and Edwards Hoyer and T. Higgins and the 104. Yeah, maybe that's they, – they should definitely talk about that. That could be interesting. Because I think, I think, like, Henry's just such a tank. He's not getting injured. And the thing yeah. with Eckler is he's, he's going to get injured. So, yeah. and you can only start three of your four elite wide receivers. So, like, you may as well trade that depth for someone. I don't know. That'd be interesting. We're, we're doing all the work for these people here. I know. <laughs> what a terrible idea this podcast was. We're just, <laughs> we'll just never post it. <laughs> really telling people how to get better. Uh, but, I mean, we could be wrong. So, this could all be terrible advice yeah. in a year. So, hopefully, hopefully we're wrong on the advice that gets taken. But yeah, hopefully all the trades are lose lose for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on to the next team, which is Dylan. Um, Dylan has an interesting roster too. This is another one of like the more interesting rosters. Well, eh, actually, I take that back. But it is a pretty good roster. He's got at quarterback, he's got Lamar Jackson. Running back, he has Zeke, Antonio Gibson, Mike Davis. And then J.D. McKissick, Tariq Cohen, and Tony Pollard are all kind of interesting. Uh, at wide receiver, he's got D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin uh, with Robbie Anderson, too. Might be worth kept, being kept. And then at tight end, he's got Mark Andrews. So I think it's your turn to analyze. Yeah. Tell me what you would do, and then I'll give my thoughts. So take it away. What would Please. you do? So this is very similar to Alec in that none of these guys, in my opinion, took a hit in value. But also this team wasn't a playoff team last year. So I'm kind of like confused because I see like a pretty solid roster 
but I also saw that last year and it didn't make playoffs. So I'm kind of like, where is it lacking? Um, I can't really make an argument that Lamar and Andrews will go back to their, like, MVP Lamar season. They might go back. I, I think, I mean, Zeke's probably probably healthier, but then that hurts Pollard, so it's kind of like, eh. I mean, Mike Davis is probably the same Mike Davis. I mean, Mike Davis last year was amazing on the Panthers. I don't see him getting that same work workhorse role that he got when CMC was out. Um, I don't know. I see this as like a, a solid like five, six. If everything goes wrong, it's like a seven, you know, but I also don't yeah. really see how he, how they, he pushes himself over the top. Yeah. I don't see, I don't, there's no like obvious trade candidate that sticks out other than maybe Zeke, but also like Zeke's not someone I'm looking to deal right now just because the upside is so high. And he also is kind of the end of that prime. So you're probably not getting that value back that you want. So it's hard. I mean, I think I, I think I'm yeah. saying Pat. He has he has his picks. He can he can kind of wait and see. But he's kind of like a DeWillis light. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with a lot of that. The one thing I think that Dylan is in a position, well, I, so I think I like your comparison to Willis to DeWillis because I think DeWillis is in a position where he is actively rebuilding because he has a lot of really young players like Jefferson and CD, but he's also competing at the same time. Like his team, as currently constructed, is good enough to win this year. Dylan, I think, is rebuilding because he has DK and Terry and Gibson and Lamar. But I don't know if he's good enough to win this year. Like, I think his ceiling is probably third, maybe fourth. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm kind of with you that I think Zeke and Mark Andrews are guys that he should look into stealing. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm with you, too, that, that he shouldn't do it now. Because, I mean, if Lamar goes back to 2019 Lamar and is the number one fantasy quarterback this year, then all bets are off on this team. Like, Dylan could easily be the best team in the league, I think. Because, like, that would increase Andrew's value. And Zeke, I think, is going to be really good this year. I think he's going to be a, a top 10 fantasy running back. And DK and Terry and Gibson, like, like he's got the pieces if, if just like one thing kind of breaks right for him. And well, actually everything needs to break right for him to (laughs) compete. But if the season starts and I don't know, a few things go wrong and it's kind of obvious that he's not going to be one of the best teams in the league, I think he should absolutely be someone who sells at the deadline. Like, I will say there's one obvious sell piece in my brain right now, and it's Mike Davis. This is the only time you yeah. ever have. He, he, I mean, like, realistically, the difference between Mike Davis and Robbie Anderson in the flex right now, probably not that high. He has McKissick and Cohen, who are basically the same player as his sure. running back three slash four. Maybe he takes – maybe he sells Mike Davis for, like, the two – I mean, see, Mike Davis is the most – 
Cole West running back, I think, of all time. Oh, <laughs> literally just about so, just that. So why not sell Mike Davis for the 2.02 and then take, you know, anyone there? And then just yeah, do Dylan does or something like that. 2.02. Dylan doesn't care about it's, the 2.02 still. Yeah, I would say the 2022 first. I mean, sell him for a 2023 first, you know? Like, why not? That's not legal. Well, I don't think you can trade picks for that far out. You do it. <laughs> you are constantly making illegal trades, but no, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> this is true. At the at this moment, it is not legal. Okay, hear me out. What about what about Dylan goes all in and trades Terry McLaurin and Mike Davis and whatever his first pick is. A new second, second round for yeah for like Hopkins or Adams. I think that's I think that's something I would do if I'm Dylan. Because then Terry his roster sneaky old. Terry is like a twenty-five-year-old third-year player or something like that. Like Amari Cooper's age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because then it's like then he's got Lamar, Zeke. Gibson, DK, and Adams, and Andrews. Pretty dang good. Yeah. DK and Adams would be an absolutely wild wide receiver pairing. Yeah. So is that's that something, Cole that's something I'd be looking to do. For sure. The problem, I don't, well, the problem for Cole is that he's going from Adams to Terry, which is a downgrade, but he is getting younger. But then really all he's adding from that is Mike Davis in a second. And Mike Davis, does that help Cole that much? Because if he's selling Adams, then he's basically saying that he's going into rebuild. And Mike Davis doesn't really help him rebuild. Yeah. Mike Davis is Miles Gaskin, but older. He, in my head, he's got maximum a year of value left. I don't yeah, think, I think Cole makes like that I'm deal. Here. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want to trade for him because <laughs> I don't think he's worth that much. I think that is a trade I'd be looking to make. I just don't know if Adams. It's just hard because Cole's roster is so wonky. Yeah. What about? Okay. What about Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, both Washington guys, for Camara? And Sutton. I think I would. I think I don't know if I do it if I'm Greenfield, but I think I, if I'm Greenfield, I might be might be thinking about that. Is Sutton younger? Is Sutton younger than McLaurin? Uh, I don't know. I really just included Sutton because it, it didn't seem fair for Dylan. And yeah. So so, so Sutton and McLaurin are like exactly the same age. They're one month apart. Okay, but McLaurin's is more value. Yeah. I like it a lot. You could argue there's more, I mean, like, yeah, the QB situation long-term is kind of both up in the air. It's like actively seeking one. Yeah, but so then if if you're Dylan, then you have Lamar, Zeke, Kamara, DK, and Sutton, and Andrews. That's. Yeah, I do it if I'm Dylan, for sure. And then Chris, but Chris is going to have A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, shoot, yeah. I think that's yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> and Antonio Gibson. 
and Joe Mixon, who you could then flip for, who knows, trade Joe Mixon to Alex for the 1.02, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that. That's one of my favorite ones that we've said so far. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I don't know if Ant- I don't know if Dylan does it. Kamara is just so he's not, get, he's not getting that much older though, because Kamara is not that old, and Sutton's not old. Twenty six, about to be twenty seven. Yeah. And Sutton and yeah. Terry at age. That's another interesting one. I'm pretty into that. Yeah. I'm, I'm also. I don't remember what – we keep suggesting these, and I keep forgetting what they are. I'll probably listen to this at some point tomorrow or later this week. Yeah. And remember all the ones we suggested. But that one I really like. Uh, okay, that's probably a good thing to end on. Do you have anything else on Dylan's team? What about Mark Andrews? I think I think you just keep Mark Andrews at this point. You think? Really no, at least to Dylan, there's no benefit to selling. Yeah, he does definitely have more value to Dylan than he does to any other team in the league. Exactly. I mean, if you can get to that point where – if you can get to a first-round pick with him plus a trivial player that you can get to Pitts, maybe. But, no. No, no, one's, no one's giving up anything for Andrews. Yeah, exactly. That holds. Okay. Okay. So that's enough for Dylan. Um, I think that takes us to Grant, right? Uh, yeah, that should be a quick one. <laughs> is it my turn to do this? To do the recap? I think it is. Right? Yeah. Or no? Is it you? Okay. I think. I so think Grant. So Grant at quarterback, he's got Dak Prescott. Um, at running back, he has J.K. Dobbins and Melvin Gordon, and then Daryl Henderson. And then at wide receiver, he's got Chris Godwin, D.J. Chark, Odell Beckham, Jerry Judy. Michael Gallup, and Henry Ruggs. Um, and then as far as picks go, he has the number five pick and the number 12 pick in the first round. And then he picks again at 2.05 in the second. So I think Pulis is pretty squarely in rebuild mode. Um, he has a roster that I frankly has no chance of like competing for a title this year. But he does have some pretty interesting, like, young pieces to build around for the future. Like, I don't know, J.K. Dobbins is someone who now is entering his second year on an offense that's going to be pretty good. Like, it would not surprise me if Dobbins was a top ten running back this year and in Dynasty was, like, a top five running back asset moving forward. Who knows? Um, so, Dobbins, I kind of like. Um Melvin, oh, Gordon and Henderson. But at wide receiver, Godwin is, is fine. I think Kemp Zay is a mess right now in the wide receiver room with all three of what's Evans and Brown and Godwin and Gronk and Rojo and Fernandez. Like, there's just so many people there. And Cameron Brakes and Scotty Miller and all those guys. Like, okay. I don't know what too much to do with that, but Godwin is still young regardless, and so he's a decent, pretty good asset too, and DJ Chark is fairly young, and he has a Trevor Lawrence coming in town. Um, Jerry Judy, I really like, honestly, in Denver. Um, young should take a second-year leap, hopefully, this year. Henry Ruggs probably doesn't have too much value right now. He's really 
fell off from where he was drafted last year, but like at least is an interesting piece. And Michael Gallup is an unrestricted free agent this upcoming season, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to sign him. So, long story short, I think Grant has a lot of pieces that are pieces that you would want on a rebuilding roster. The problem is that he has a few pieces that you don't want on a rebuilding roster, mainly Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham and possibly Dak Prescott. Um, And I don't know how much value those guys have right now, but to Grant, they have approximately no value. Like someone like Melvin Gordon, I – has no value to Grant at all. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like he's, he's Grant, if he, I'm assuming he has his pick, his 22, 2022 first. Like he should be tanking. Like now that now that we have a lot a system in place that isn't a lottery style, and you get whatever place you get. Like Grant should be someone who's trying to lose next year, in my opinion. And so someone like Gordon has pretty little value to him. In fact, I think he has the opposite of value. I, I don't think that he is that he's someone who Grant wants on his team. Maybe you trade him to someone like Cole or someone else who's like kind of in need of a running back, maybe someone like DeWillis. Like, I don't know, DeWillis gives him his second-round pick, his 2.04 and 2.08 maybe. I don't know. Um, and then someone like Odell, similar thing. Um, I think Odell probably has more value than Gordon at this point. Um and so maybe someone is willing to take on Odell for this upcoming season, and maybe you don't do it now, maybe you do it after the draft. But regardless, I think Grant has, like, a few trades that he could still make um, just with some pieces on this roster that, that really don't fit in with with the vision that the rest of his roster is kind of casting. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my outlook on Grant's team. What do you What do you have here? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. This – this team as it stands really isn't that bad. It's, it's, it's not good, but it, it isn't like, like terrible. Like I'm looking at it and like, you can make the case if everything goes right. It's, it's like a nine, it's like a seventh, eighth place team, you know, like maybe if, if everything and other teams have stuff go wrong, it's a playoff team. You, I think you can make that argument if yeah. you say like JK Dobbins is a top 10 running back, Godwin. Is a wide receiver two, Chark slash OBJ combined to be a wide receiver two. Judy is a good flex. Gordon is David Johnson light or like even better than David Johnson and can get like your eight to 10 points a game, you know? And then maybe two of your young guys, Gallup and Ruggs, take a step forward or just perform better than last year. Um, and that is a significant leap, but at the same time, like this is a Rasha that screams rebuild. I think I think you can even make the case, you know, you sell Godwin. That could be your most valuable player if you can get two firsts yeah. out of Godwin or something. Like even like a 1.08 and the 2022 first. I think you do that, just because like you're not realistically competing in two years, so you may as well get two people that are going to compete and, like, have value in two to three years, three, four years or something like that. I, think you can, I mean, like like you said, like, these, he has some decent pieces, and those yeah. are, all those are going to do are, are score points for him. 
which knocks his chance at the 1.01 net. So I'm looking to, I mean, it's too, no picks this year can make him a competitor. So like a true competitor, at least they can maybe make him a bubble team, but I'm looking to accumulate 2022, 2023 first, um, while these players still have value. So I think, I think Gordon is someone I'm looking to sell. I think Chark I'm looking to sell. OBJ I'm looking to sell. I think Judy I'm keeping. Rugs I'm keeping just because you're not going to get the value you paid for him back. Right. Dobbins, Dobbins I'll keep just until I can sell him for more than now. Like maybe he has a good season. Maybe he has a top 10 season this year. You sell him because two yeah. years down the line, he's already 25, 26. Then you want to be young again. So it's like, you know, I think Dak I'm selling. Maybe to Bob, you know, <laughs> just because Brady and Tua. Yeah, it's like I mean, Bob's a, Bob's a Cowboys fan. Like anything, you know, yeah. if you can get like the two point oh two for Dak right now, the two point oh two is going to serve you much more than a quarterback who's just going to potentially put up thirty. You know, so yeah, I mean, let the record show. I just I just want to get it on the audio waves on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't think I'm like a Homer Cowboys fan. I I try not to be like biased towards them. I think Dak is gonna throw for like six thousand yards this year. <laughs> Somewhere not six thousand. That would be insane. But like fifty five hundred. I think I I really do think he has a chance. Of, if I didn't own the homes, like I would absolutely be offering something to get Dak on my team because I do think he's gonna be so freaking good this year. And I think that yeah. blows down. Uh, to Amari and to CD and to Zeke, all I think I think all of those guys are gonna have good years because Cowboys defense is going to suck and they're gonna be losing games and we're gonna score forty points to win and Dak is so freaking good. So anyway, just wanted to get down the record. Completely agree with all that you said, um, especially the part about selling someone like Dobbins like, after this year. Like, I, I do think that it's probably going to be a process for Grant of, like, he has the pieces to where <laughs> he's kind of waiting on his guys to appreciate and value just so that he can sell them to take more guys that are hopefully going to appreciate and value. Like, that's kind of one of the pieces to themselves in, which is not exactly where you want to be, but, you know, everyone loves a good rebuild, and, and who knows, maybe in a few years we'll be looking back at at the at this stretch in time, and you can see how he created dynasty from just whatever he's got now, just making tiny trades and, and hitting on a few draft picks. But that is probably enough for Grant. Let's see. I guess next we have Jones, I think, and then Josh. Is that right? And then I guess it's just us two. And then I think we've hit on yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jones is first. Um, this is your turn to do the uh, to, to talk first about what you would do, but I'll do the roster overview really fast. Not much to look at here. You've got Josh <laughs> at quarterback. Um, at running back, you have James Conner, Joshua Kelly, and Benny Snell. Um, at wide receiver, you have Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk, Cole Beasley, um, and Jameson Crowder. And then tight end, you've got Robert Tunyon and Tyler Higby. So <laughs> this is a desolate wasteland of a roster, but Tink, how would you go about fixing it? Um, 
man, I don't know. I, oh, I actually let me let me clarify. Me. He's got sorry. He's got the eighth overall pick, and oh no, I'm sorry. He's got the ninth and the eleventh pick, mm. and then he also has the first pick of the second round. So he's going to pick nine, eleven, and thirteen. Okay, go ahead. I think my first reaction was to I need to go see what he offered me with Robert Wood because maybe I actually want that. Um, <laughs> my second reaction is. <laughs> I think I'm trading. Are you about to want to put a trade on this call? <laughs> Let's look. <laughs> Let's just see what the offer was. Yeah, um, you told me. My second talk. reaction was to trade the 1.09, the 1.11, and the basically the 2.01 for as high of a pick as they're willing to give me. <laughs> like I'm just trying to trade yeah. out. Like I mean, like what's the 1.09, 11, 2.01 going to give you a potential? Decent running back in two years, maybe a good wide receiver or two this year that are just going to score you some points. Um, not what I'm looking for. If I'm Jones, I'm looking to get that court that like cornerstone build around type piece as soon as possible. I'm looking to get up to the to the pits, the chase, the, the Etienne types. Um, yeah, but the the problem is that three picks. Them, those picks having no value to Jones or little value to Jones, like if they don't have that much value to Jones, like who the heck do they have value to? Like, <laughs> like no one, no one wants those. That's the problem with like these late draft picks, is and the reason that I, uh, I don't know, this is a, a different discussion. I think you and I value draft picks fairly differently. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't I don't think that 1.09, the 1.11, and the 2.1 have any value to people right now. I mean, maybe they do, but they have value to anyone. They have value to Jones. And I don't know. I, I don't disagree is the thing, but I think he could trade all three of those for the 1.05 and probably be better off. But I, I don't know why Grant I, – I think Grant is probably better off staying at 105. I don't know. That's yeah. a different discussion. You can continue. <laughs> continue. It's, it's hard. I'm, I'm actually just looking for this trade right now. <laughs> Trying to see what he offered me. You scroll back. Uh, and, and I'll, yeah, I'll you can. You keep going. I'm, in, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. So, so I think Jones, his number one asset right now for the future for him is Brandon Ayuk. And I and I really believe that. <laughs> I'm so upset I gave him that. Not, <laughs> I can't believe you, I you gave it to him for basically for free. But in the end, oh. I used it to get Taylor. So well, that's, that is irrelevant. It was like a second round pick that you got the or that you gave effect. that you got. The so, yeah, no, well, no. Anyway, so <laughs> he's got Josh Allen, a quarterback who is great. He is a definitely a quarterback one. I don't know if Josh Allen is going to be good when Josh is, or I'm sorry, when Jones is good. I think Josh Allen is someone I would consider trading. I think if I'm Jones, like, does, I would say, hey, DeWillis, you're starting Joe Burrow this year, but you have a pretty good roster. Do you want Josh Allen? Or maybe, hey, Alec, like, you have a pretty good roster. I know you're shutting Russell Wilson. Like, wouldn't you be better off with Josh Allen? I think, I think I start those conversations. And just kind of see where they take me, because um, I I don't think that Josh Allen is going to do Jones too much of good this coming 
next couple of years, um, even though he is a good quarterback. I don't know. I don't know how much Jones needs him on his roster. Um, Robert Woods is <laughs> the guy that Jones is desperately trying to get rid of, and I know you're looking at a trade <laughs> offer that he might have sent you, but I, I and I think that Jones is on the right track where he's like, okay, Robert Woods is probably the player that I can get the most value for because um, he is. He's going to be a probably a wide receiver too this year on a pretty good offense with Matthew Stafford and and he's not. I don't know how old Robert Woods is. I don't think he's super old. Um, he's on the twenty eighth side. Yeah. So I mean, he's. I mean, he has value for sure, not to Jones, but definitely to to anyone between anyone that isn't like actively tanking. I think Robert Woods is valuable to them. And so Robert Woods right. is twenty nine years old. Well, okay, I might take that back a little bit. He's <laughs> really old. Twenty nine. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, so Woods is someone I'm thinking about trading. James Conner is absolutely someone I am thinking about trading. I don't know if he's selling at a discount, if he sells now. The problem is he's he's on a new team. He's on Arizona. And I don't know what that offense is going to look like because they do have Edmonds and they have Conner and they drafted, what's his name, Elijah Moore, right? That's his name. Uh, yeah, uh, so, Rondale Moore. That's sorry, Rondale Moore. Um, and so I don't, I don't really know what that offense like, how those touches are going to be distributed um, with all those new pieces. But they did lose Kenyon Drake, um, and so I don't know if him selling James Conner now is the right move because he could definitely go down in value if it's determined that he's not going to get more than like eight to ten carries a game. But who yeah. knows? Maybe. If that season starts and he's like the bell cow and he's getting 18 touches a game, like then it's then he doesn't want to sell now. But I almost think that it might be smart to sell James Conner now if you can get any value yeah. for him. I'm not I sure mean, if anyone who would says, want some. Who says no? James Conner for the 2.02 with Cole. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think Cole says no. I don't know that. Here's the thing. I don't know that. I don't know that Jones, in his current state, James Conner is not going to be on Jones' champ theoretical championship winning team, right? So like, <laughs> maybe he, maybe he gets a 2022 first out of James Conner if he starts season I, hot. But I like, is that if if he likes someone at 2.02, you know, who's who's keeping him from offering that and saying yes? Like, I think that's close. Yeah, but uh, is the 2.02 going to be on Jones' championship winning roster? I mean, maybe. Probably here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Jones, Jones and Grant are in a fight for the 1.01 in 2022, right? They both have their first. Does Jones both have basically, Does I Jones believe have Jones first? has a 2022 sure. first because I've asked for it multiple times in a trade. <laughs> Smart of him to not give it up. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think especially now that the, especially now that the lottery is abolished, like they're both pretty much actively in control of who gets it right now. Like you said, like you need to get rid of Josh Allen. You need to get rid of people who are scoring points. So you can get that one point yeah. one. Yeah, because that one point one is huge, um, especially when you have control and who you get. So like he's got people on his team who are going to score points. 
and he's going to weigh them against, like, will they be on my championship roster? Roberts is 29. James Conner is, like, 26, basically, already. Josh Allen getting, I mean, like, will he be there? I don't know. Like, can you get the value you want right now? So, it's tough. And, and this is the thing that I think Jones needs to do the most is, honestly, who is worth keeping from this roster? Josh Allen, Robert Woods, Connor, Ayuk. That's four. After that, like, yeah. man, I don't know if I would want to keep any of those guys. Of, of the other, like, <laughs> Tunyon, Beasley, Crowder, Higby, Kelly, Snell. Like, I literally don't know if I'm keeping any of them. Maybe Kelly, he's going to be a second-year running back, and he's young. But, like, man, if I'm Jones, like, there are some guys that are going to be cut that have, like, I don't know, decent value moving forward. Like, yeah. someone like, I, I don't know. I, I tried to give Naheem Hines to Jones and get, like, a pick from him. I still think someone like that, like, not going to score that many points for you this year, but, like, is a young running back. Who freaking knows? Or, like, A.J. Dillon, Jalen Rager, uh, I don't know, LaVisca Chenault. So, like, I know he's tried to get him, but, like, Darnell Mooney, Denzel Mims, Tony Pollard, uh, Zach yeah. Moss. So, like, all of those guys, yeah. like, guys in that tier – like, who who knows? Like, a lot of those guys aren't going to be kept by their current owners. Like, what is preventing Jones from giving up his, like, third or fourth round pick and taking a flyer on one of those guys if they're not going to be kept? Like, yeah. I, if I'm, I, I mean, if, if, if I'm Jones, yeah, exactly. If I'm Jones, I'm looking at any one. I'm looking at every buy low article in the world. Yeah. And I'm trying to give up, like, fourth, fifth, sixth, multiple sevenths, whatever, to get them. And then just hope. Oh, uh, yeah, and hope yeah. that they're the next, like, whatever. Wide receiver, RB, tight end, whatever, one, you know? And yeah. just hope. And, yeah, like, and like basically you play like you're playing best ball. For you. <laughs> yeah. Someone like Gallup, not that Grant is wanting to sell, but, like, Gallup is someone who probably won't be as good this year, but next year he'll be a unrestricted free agent. Like, I don't know. I, I think if I'm Jones, I'm like, I'm making a lot more of those exploratory texts, I think, and I haven't really seen him. And maybe he's doing it with other people. He hasn't really done it with me. And I feel like I have a few guys that don't plan on keeping that my price is not very expensive. It's like a fourth, <laughs> like a third. Yeah. Not that there's anyone I even want from there, but like, I don't know. I think those are the types of trades that I would be making if I'm Jones. Um, because Pulitz, like, Pulitz doesn't need to make those trades because he's got Judy and Ruggs and Gallup and Henderson and Shark and Dobbins. Like, he's got players to keep. Jones, like, yeah. <laughs> his fifth best player is Cole. Yeah. I don't believe in vaccines, Beasley. Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> what are we doing here? Exactly. Uh, okay, that's enough on Jones. Um, unless do you have anything else, anything else on Jones? That's all I got. I found the trade. Um, oh, the yeah, for me, sure. and it it involves two firsts on my end, and like, okay. I if you take out those firsts, maybe just one of those firsts, I, I might be looking to make that trade. So hmm. if he's listening, you know, an hour and forty minutes in, and wants to revisit taking one of those out, yeah, then. I'd be happy to listen because I'm kind of interested. Yeah. 
mean, we should have made this a two-part podcast. Maybe we should figure <laughs> out how to, maybe we should figure out how to, uh, like splice this after like six teams and just like post the first hour in the group me <laughs> or whatever for like six teams. And then next week we'll already have content for the next six or whatever. Cause we do have three teams left and we're already an hour and 49 minutes into this thing. Um, yeah, so next up is Jay Wood. Um, Jay Wood has got, as we all know, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley um, at running back. He's also got Miles Gaskin and Leonard Fournette. And then at wide receiver, he's got Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, Sterling Shepard. Um, and tight end, he's got Hunter Henry. Maybe gets kept, maybe not. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Josh is. Josh kind of took took the year off last year a little bit due, due to injuries with CMC and Saquon both missing time. Um, Josh kind of um, wasn't really a factor in the playoffs at all. Um, he was near the bottom of the standings and never really made a push for a playoff spot. Actually, I guess he kind of did towards the end of the year when I mean, CMC was like maybe going to come back. We thought maybe he would make a playoff push, but I mean his, his pick now, is a one point oh one, so yeah, that's true. Gosh, yeah, which which he does not own because Bob owns it. But yeah. um, I mean, yeah. I, uh, speaking of picks, I guess Josh's first pick is the four point oh one. I'm no surprise. <laughs> I mean, my first pick was like the five point ten, I think, or the six. Yeah, but you also won the championship. So like, I can kind of make <laughs> yeah, sense of that. <laughs> but I, don't worry, I traded most her, and I have the two point oh nine. Thank goodness. Ooh, yeah. I'm sure I'll take a, a real game changer with the twenty first pick or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> so Josh has obviously two super duper stars, and then two wide receivers that are very good. Not necessarily in, like, that top, top tier of wide receivers, but, like, I think both Allen Robinson and DJ Moore are, like, definitely in that 10 to 15 range, 10 to 20 range for wide receivers. Um, Then you've got Gaskin and Fournette. Gosh, what would I do if I'm Josh? I don't think I'd trade either of my running backs, CMC or Saquon. Um mainly because they are the two most valuable players in fantasy right now. And I don't know if I'm like, if I'm trading either of them, unless I'm like rebuilding, unless he decides like, man, like I, I really need to tear this down and start over. Like, I don't really see a reason why he would trade either of those top two assets because they could single-handedly win him weeks. Um, and so then you're looking at like Alan Robinson and DJ Moore and I don't know if I do anything there either. Like, I mean, so having CNC and Saquon gives you the freedom to, um, let's see, ex- uh, to be a little bit riskier with the rest of your positions. And so, like, maybe the one trade I make if I'm him is like Gaskin and DJ Moore for Derrick Henry. That would be wild. <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be a crazy one. But yeah, yeah. So something like that, like a like a two for one, where he's giving up t- 
two of the three of Gaskin, Robinson, and Moore and getting, like, an upgrade at running back or wide receiver. I think that could make sense. I could also see him trading, like, maybe doing a two-for-one in the opposite direction where he's trading, like, DJ Moore for, gosh, I don't know, Cortland Sutton and Damian Harris, something like that, where he's maybe getting a slight downgrade, but he's also adding a little bit of depth. Um, I could see him wanting to do that as well, since I do think that this roster, like, man, having CMC and Saquon, like, it's hard for me to put that anywhere below, like, the fourth best team. Like, like literally yeah. just having those two, like, in anything else, I think he's, like, the fourth best team. But then you add in the, the fact that he's got pretty good wide receivers, too, and a few interesting running back pieces. Like, I think he's probably the second or third best team in the league. I think it's kind of like I see him and DeWillis as my biggest challengers, quote-unquote, to – the Empire pot this year and repeating as champion. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on, on Josh's outlook going into this next year? And if there are any trades that you could potentially see him making moving forward, would you be trying to package two of his pieces to upgrade or maybe sell one of his pieces to accumulate a little bit of depth? What are you thinking? I think, I mean, I think I'm, I'm I think if I'm Jay Wood, I'm all in again. I'm trying to sell I'm trying to do a shady twenty twenty three first deal for <laughs> you know, a Mike I mean like I mean you could even say like a Mike Davis type, you know, or like mm-hmm. a I mean some someone like Julio Jones, I don't think you'd give it up obviously because you're win now. Um mm-hmm. but like something like that, you know, like someone who could provide depth with a ton of upside to where I would feel that if they were healthy, I'd feel confident starting, but what comes with a lot of risk, you know, because, like, McCaffrey, Saquon, Robinson Moore, Gaskin, Fournette, even Landry, like, that Corey Davis on the Jets, like, that's pretty good. Like, that's a very solid roster. Yeah. With with a good with a good floor if healthy. I mean, if McCaffrey and Barkley go down, you're screwed, right? So it's like <laughs> As we've you seen, don't need yeah. – Yeah, you don't need to worry about – finding someone to replace them if they go down because all your sure. eggs are in those guys being healthy basket. Like, so Pretty you great. may as well find these high upside pieces that you could potentially buy at a value such as the 2023 first and then just have in your pocket in case. It's kind of what I'm looking to do because I think as it stands, it's a playoff team and anything can happen in the playoffs, especially if you have – the consensus like RB one and three basically yeah. for the season. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that there's any trade I'm looking to make. If you can get like three firsts and something for McCaffrey or Barkley, then sure. Because then then maybe yeah. Like if if it's an early yeah. if they're too early first or something, then you're like okay, I can get max value for these players right now. Um, but uh, if I'm not completely blown away, I'm I'm going all in. I'm trying to find some value, and I'm trying to trying to win this year. Yeah. How how many years should Josh? Well, I guess I'm thinking like let's say Josh somehow starts out the season 0 and 4, or if one of his two running backs get hurt. Like, let's say Saquon gets hurt week one again. Heaven forbid. I hope he doesn't. Should Josh trade McCaffrey 
at that point? Like, like how many times do you keep running it back to this core? Is this one of those things where it's like you literally just keep these two and hope that they retire on your team? Or, like, at some point, like, because really, Saquon has more value to Josh because he has CMC and vice versa. Because if you have both of them, yeah. then you're a contender. But if you only have one of them, or if you're not a contender, like, they don't have as much value to you. And we know that the shelf life of running backs, like, isn't nearly as long as it is for wide receivers. Look at someone like Derrick Henry, who isn't even that old, and <laughs> everyone is kind of expecting him to to fall off at, at some point. Or he might not be a bad example because he hasn't fallen off yet, but someone like Todd Gurley or, I don't know, James Conner, guys that – or even Zeke, got, well, maybe not Zeke, but you know what I mean. Like guys who, Devonta Freeman would be a good one. Like guys who are young and great running backs who kind of hit that wall and fall off early. Like, I don't know. What's your strategy with CMC and Saquon moving forward if you're a manager of, of Josh's roster? I mean, under that in that scenario you mentioned, if I'm, if I'm Josh and I'm owned for – because Barkley gets hurt and McCaffrey's still active and popping off for 20 whatever a week. I'm trying to sell him to me for all four of my 2022 first, basically. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. if like assuming I, assuming I am like four and oh or three and one or something. Um, I'm trying to get rid of McCaffrey for as much, much future value as I can, you know. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't see I don't see Josh selling selling for like I don't see Josh going like full rebuild though like he's he's pretty much done whatever he can to stay relevant this whole time yeah. you know with like selling he's never had a pick within the first four rounds <laughs> this is the first year he'll have or, eh, I think he, never the first three rounds I don't I think that trend will continue. Um, and I think he has two more years of McCaffrey and Barkley, um, and DJ Moore. But I think other than that, like, I don't really know. I mean, he has a 2023 first. So he has other, if he can keep that and like keep those two running backs, maybe, you know, as long as he doesn't give up, keep giving up the first to like keep his window open. If he can like kind of save that future, like I can tank and get the 1.01 and sell, then maybe he can kind of keep the win now, rebuild later window open. But sure, I don't know. It's tough. I think I think I'm trying to trying to win now though because those two running backs are still in their prime. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. I don't know. This is another. Uh... Kind of similar to Willis, where it doesn't. I don't know if there's any trades that really make sense for Josh at yeah. this point. I, I I think maybe it would make sense for him to try to acquire a quarterback or a tight end for cheap. Like I feel like yeah, like I don't know, Josh Allen or Ryan Tannehill or Dak Prescott. Like all three of those, or like Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Like whoever Klein wants to sell. Like I think all of those guys should be acquired at like I don't know or at at least like it's worth having a conversation for those guys because like Josh I think if he's going with the strategy he had last year he's going to draft someone in the draft that's like yeah yeah for the fourth which is fine like nothing wrong with him but like 
if Josh somehow were able to acquire Josh Allen or Prescott or someone else that's like a top quarterback, I think at that point, like his that like takes his team to the next level. I'm like not that high on quarterbacks just in general as like an asset, but I think when you don't have any and you're a contender, like getting a good one can really put you over the top. So that is, that is something that I would look to do. Gosh. I agree. Okay. We are down to our final two teams. I didn't even realize when we were going alphabetically, I guess I, I could have thought about it, but I, it didn't really cross my mind that the last two teams would be us, Pink and Trent. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's your turn to go first on recaps, but I'm going to steal that from you. And I'm going to yeah, give a recap of your team and say what I think you should do. Um, and then I'll okay. let you do it for me on the last team. But Perfect. sort of a quick overview of your team first. You've got at quarterback, you've got Kyler Murray. Um, at running back, you have Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Rojo, and Gus Edwards. And then at wide receiver, you have Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, LaVisca Chenault, and Paris Campbell. And then at tight end, you have TJ Hawkinson and the number seven tight end from last year, Mike Gusecki. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you have a very interesting roster. Um, I think, I mean, this is, this is well documented of what I would do if I'm you. Um, in my opinion, like, uh, we, we talk pretty frequently about fans football and trades and, and all of that stuff, but I think if I'm you, I trade Jonathan Taylor to a team that needs him more than you do. Because, well, well, I do one of two things. I think I either tear it down completely and I play for 2024 or I try to compete this year. And the reason that number one is an option is because you have so many first round picks next year. Thank you. Four right now. You have, yeah, um, let's pull it up. You have yours, you have Josh's, you have Klein's, and you have Cole's. And I think that Klein and Cole's could low key be pretty decent picks next year. So you have four first round picks. And Jonathan Taylor, who's pretty young, um, and T.J. Hawkinson, who's who's decently young too, and like Lavisca Chenault is pretty young. Deontay possibly is young. I don't, honestly don't know how old he is, but he's like twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have like enough guys to where you know maybe it makes sense. Oh, and Kyler Murray is young too. Like you have you have the guys to to play for the future with those first round picks. So like maybe it makes sense to sell someone like. Nick Chubb to sell someone like Keenan Allen um, and someone like Tyler Boyd, who all three of those guys have value to varying degrees. Like, I don't know, someone like um, hmm. Nick Chubb could be used on a lot of different teams, but like, I don't know, maybe like Josh could use someone like Nick Chubb and he would have CMC, Saquon, and Chubb, and you could get like a younger, one of his younger receivers in return or gosh, I don't know. I, I think there's like there's definitely a potential for you trying to sell and, and getting rid of Keenan Allen, who's getting up there in age, and Nick Chubb, who isn't necessarily old, but he is uh, definitely not a young running back anymore. Um, so that is one option. Then the other option is literally the exact opposite, and that's going all in for this year, which is probably the route I would take if I'm you. And this all stems from the fact that I am 
not the biggest Jonathan Taylor fan, just in general. I know you're well aware of this. Um, I guess I haven't voiced it on a podcast yet, um, but I think he's a little bit overvalued by the Dynasty community and in redraft leagues right now. Um, but I think that he has a lot of value to a few different teams in the league, like Bob and Chris and Grant and Jones specifically. And so, like, if you could trade someone like Jonathan Taylor and a 2022 first for Camara, like, I would do that if I'm you. And then you have Camara and Chubb, and maybe you're competing for a title. But even then, the problem is that even then, I'm not sure if that puts you over the edge into the the Willis, Josh, me tier of rosters. Like, that's kind of the problem is your roster is definitely good enough to make a playoff run right now. Well, it's definitely good enough to make the playoffs right now, but you're a few pieces away from from really being in that upper echelon of teams. Um, but in order for you to get those few pieces, you're going to kind of have to jeopardize your future and I'm not sure it's worth jeopardizing your future just to get up and hopefully compete with that top tier. And so if that's the case, then maybe it does make sense to trade Keenan Allen and Nick Chubb and uh, Tyler Boyd. I don't know. But that's kind of what I think through when I when I think of your roster and, and things that I would be thinking through if I'm you. Is that kind of on am I kind of in line with the thoughts that you're thinking and if you're willing to share what is what are some of the thoughts that you're having about your roster moving forward yeah so so this might be this might be my bias so my team might be the most confusing um, team out there because of those freaking four 2022 firsts that I've acquired Mm -hmm. Um, because I can literally do whatever I want with minimal repercussions like i can i can go all in and then if it fails i can rebuild or i can rebuild now and then like go all in with those picks and buy some win now pieces like i can do anything i want um i think at the moment like it almost makes more sense to like keep taylor unless i can get kind of one of those deals like a 2022 first plus taylor for a camara um, or if I can, like, I mean, I look at my roster and I see two main weak spots and that's like Keenan Allen is my wide receiver one. I mean, like yeah. I, I like Keenan Allen, but he's old, you know, like he's, sure. he was on pace to average like 15 points a game per season last year. And then he kind of got hurt towards the end. A lot of people don't value him as high as I, I value him because like whether or not they like drafted him in 2016 when his spleen ruptured and he missed the whole season or like whatever, like, you know, people don't value him as high as I do. And they don't realize his QB is young and locked onto that team for four more years, which is the rest of his like usable life. Right. Um, and then I look at like Ronald Jones as my white, her, my RB three, and, like, I value Go. Ronald Jones because he's 23. Also, happy belated Rojo Day to everyone out there. Yeah. It, was, it was June 26th. <laughs> but, happy Rojo I mean, he's, Day. He's 23 years old. He's, like, the same age as, like, he's. I think he's, like, a few years old, a few months older than Neji, who just got drafted. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Crazy. Um, he he had – 
Yeah. He had like 1,200 yards from scrimmage yard last year, receiving and running combined um, on a Super Bowl offense. Like, you would mm-hmm. think a 23-year-old with 1,000 scrimmage yards would be valued more. He's, he's just not because Bruce Arians is a psychopath. And, yeah. and then well, I also it, – it's just – it's it's hard – to figure out what I should do. I mean, I mean the obvious moves, like you've said, I've inquired about, um, and I just don't feel like the value is even. Um, I think it would be like Taylor plus a first plus a usable piece for Camara. I think it would be like Keenan Allen plus two firsts for an Adams type or a Hopkins type, and I'm not sure that's really what puts me over the edge. I feel like it's that super strong RB3 or that super strong wide receiver two that puts me over the edge. However, in order to do that, I kind of have to sacrifice my super young running back two or my like super solid wide receiver one. And then it's like the marginal gain. So it's kind of hard at this point. I kind of need to see where my picks end up, like where Klein and Cole's picks end up. And yeah. those are like top three, and I'm like in the solidly in the playoffs, and maybe I make a push or something. But it's hard. Is there any part of you that kind of wants to punt this year so that you can get a better draft? Because you have your own draft pick for next year, and so yeah. if, if your draft pick is good, you have Klein's, Cole's, and yours, and I can't remember who the fourth one is. Um, Jay Wood, Josh's, yeah. You have all, all four of those. Is there any part of you that's like, if I rebuild, I'm actually setting myself up even better for the future because I have my own first next year? I mean, yes, there's definitely a part. If, if the lottery system were still in place, it would be something I consider because, I mean, like, outside of Chubb and Allen, like, all of my players could pretty much take the year off and it'd basically be the same value. Yeah. Um, so... So, yes, but what because about, of this new system, like, they're going to score points. What about Chubb for the two for the 1.02 that Alec owns? I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's enticing, you know, because, like, that's Neji or Chase. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, and then I'm building, and then, I mean, that's, like, a better long-term piece. Um, if, if I were going all, if I were going full rebuild, yeah, I mean, I think I'd do that. Um, the problem is, like, right now, as I look at my roster, I see a playoff roster. And, like, if I make the playoffs, anything's possible. With four picks sure. next year, there's no reason to, to truly do that. Yeah. Um, at least at this time. If at the trade deadline, I'm, I'm like, a game out and I need to, like, go on a run and get some things to go my way, yeah, I'd make that, I'd make that trade. Um, yeah. Or something, but in my current state, I kind of see a pretty solid, solid roster with a decent amount of depth. I mean, I'm taking four running backs um, and four wide receivers in the next season, plus mm-hmm. a top, pretty much a consensus top five tight end and a top five quarterback. Um, yeah. So it's hard. I'm like squarely in the middle. And those four picks make everything very confusing. If you start 0-3, what is your move 
Um, I probably sell Keenan. Yeah. If he's healthy, and then I would see what happens. And then if I'm like, if I'm like a three win team at the deadline, then I sell Chubb. Yeah, I do. Okay. But Keenan would be the first to go. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, that's, that's probably good. Um, for your team. Thank you for the insight there. And that brings us to, um, my team. So I'll give the quick, um, rundown of, of who I plan on keeping and then I'll let you kind of tell me what you would do if you had my roster, what moves you would be looking to make. So starting with quarterback, um, Patrick Mahomes, not bad. It's probably who I'm going to go ahead and keep the quarterback and start him for next year. Um, at running back, got Aaron Jones and then a bunch of running back twos in Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, A.J. Dillon and Naheem Hines. Um, and then a wide receiver, you've got Tyree Hill and Amari Cooper, and then Julio Jones and, and maybe some Antonio Brown. He probably won't find his way onto my top ten keepers, though. Um, and then at tight end, you have Travis Kelsey. So not bad at quarterback and tight end. Should be fully set there. And then some interesting pieces at running back and wide receiver. Uh, so if you were me, what kind of – how would you be viewing this roster going into next year? And what move, if any, would you be thinking uh, to make uh, in this offseason if you were me? I think I desperately need an RB2 um, that, I mean, like, you have so much depth at RB, like, three <laughs> that maybe you make a trade for an RB, a true RB2. I mean, I think you have to stay win now. You have to go for the Empire pot. Um, maybe, I mean, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, those are pieces you should keep. Jones is a piece you should keep as a win now team, especially if Rodgers goes. I think Aaron, John, Aaron Jones' value actually gets bumped because they're probably going to rely on the running game more. He took some major L's with the NFL draft and Robinson and um, Mostert. He sold Mostert, um, which I think was an okay move. Because, uh, I mean, like, at best, he's probably a flex piece for you. Um, he's an explosive player. But, I mean, like, what – I don't know, it's hard. Because, I mean, I know you've talked to Jones about Hines and A.J. Dillon because those players provide, like, zero value for you. Um, and a lot of people can't afford to keep Hines, Dylan, and Brown, uh, three right. players that you could be looking to get rid of. Um, I think, I think maybe like a Kareem Hunt and a James Robinson package is something you're looking to move, but also no one with like a true RB1 that you could play as an RB2 is looking to make that deal. So, yeah, I think, I think you've touched on it before, like a, like a Mike Davis. Um, type player, maybe someone you're looking to acquire for like this run. Sure. Um, I know you don't you don't have your 2022 first, but um, I mean the triple stack plus Cooper plus Julio is enough to to make you a playoff team. I don't think you're as consensus like team.
team number one, at least on dynasty speaking. I don't think yeah. your like outward projection looks super solid to like run the table for years to come. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as this year goes, I mean, I feel pretty confident putting you in the top three team. Um, I might be, I I would probably just be looking to stand pat and then make some trades. It's hard to you dealt so much future value last season in your run, so you can't make that like that first round pick trade again to get like another Tyreek type. Um, sure, but you could certainly run it back and then try and trade. I I trust you to find value in the draft, like a 2.09 and stuff like that. Um, But it's going to be interesting. I don't think you're like the consensus number one, kind of like Alec was coming in the last year. Sure. Um, I I see some question marks, but also like it's going to be pretty much a cakewalk um, to the playoffs. It's just, I I don't know. I'm very RB dependent and like (laughs) – Bias. So looking at Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds is running back two is hard. But then yeah. I remember that Kareem Hunt was like the RB11 last year. You know, so it's like, and you got James Robinson. Like you, you're going to beat people to the waiver wire. Um, it's just going to happen. You're more diligent yeah. than everyone else. So I have more free it's, time. it's hard. Like there's, yeah, it's like there's no reason. To make any crazy trades right now, because yeah, a lot of things can happen. I don't know how you feel about your team truly coming into the season. Yeah, I, you said a lot of things that I completely agree with. Number one, I got effing screwed in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> no other team lost more value from the NFL draft than I did. I don't know why the Jaguars drafted Travis Etienne. I, I don't know if I'll ever know, considering they had they had James Robinson locked up for cheap, who literally was so good last year. Like I I don't know why they needed to draft another running back, uh, absent of the fact that the whole running back draft capital debate, like how much should you even spend high picks on running backs, like absent of all of that. They had a good running back on their roster locked up for Chiefs. I don't know why they have to draft one. Anyway, the the Mostert Trace Sermon thing, whatever. I I I understand a little bit more about why the 49ers would want to take a, a running back that wasn't in like that first round. But anyway, agree with that. Um, I also agree with the fact that I do think that my outlook for 2021 is a lot better than my outlook for Dynasty. Um, I think I would push back a little bit. I, I mean, I mean, this could be let the record show I am biased. I think my team is is pretty clearly the number one team going into 2021, um, just because of like I, I mean, we just went through the whole roster. I think my biggest competitor is probably Duillis, and if it's not Duillis, it's probably Josh. Um, but I think my Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are good enough to like Josh doesn't have a quarterback or tight end and DeWillis is going to be starting Joe Burrow and George Kittle who are fine, but I think there's like definitely a gap there. Um, and where I lack in running back, like I, I think I make up for in wide receiver. I think I have a, a decent enough grouping there. So, and I also agree that 
the, my running my running back is weak. I think Aaron Jones is is fine as a running back one, but that Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, AJ Dillon grouping like none of them scream running back two right now. But I mean it, it's June and it's a long season and. There are going to be running back ones and twos that appear over the course of the next year that we didn't really expect. And so I'm okay having a few darts that, that I plan on throwing at the wall. And I don't know. I, I don't see too much benefit in me trading for someone like Mike Davis, who right now looks like he's going to have more opportunity. Um, but I mean, who knows? Just every year at this time, like there are guys that look like they're going to receive a lot of opportunity and then the season comes and it, it just doesn't pan out that way. So I think I'm okay. I have enough sure things in other positions to where I can kind of take a few darts at running back and, and see what happens. And I think if I end up making trades, which I know that I will, um, I think it's probably during the season that I'm going to have to trade for running back. If I if I end up not having a running back on my roster that can fill that running back two spot, I think I would rather wait until during the season so that I know who has a defined role, and hopefully there are going to be more sellers during the season of these teams. Like I think a lot of these teams in our league might convince themselves that it's time to buy right now, which they might not even be wrong, but there are going to be teams that have injuries to their best players and maybe they start out 0-3 and and the rest player gets injured, and even though they thought they were going to be a playoff team, now they're looking towards the future and wanting to sell their aging running back. And so, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm looking towards going into this year. Part of why I haven't made a trade is even though I I text everyone in this league like an offer every three days, like it it doesn't – I don't think it makes too much sense for me to make deals right now. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope at some point over this podcast, I know that that's kind of it for all of the teams and the the negotiations. But I hope that someone listening to this made it through all two and a half hours and hopefully gave someone an idea to have a negotiation. And hopefully, we'll get a blockbuster trade from this podcast. But Gosh, I hope so. I someone needs to just go all <laughs> full sell after this. I hope, I hope I, our hating I, on I, some of the team resonated. Mm-hmm. That would be really funny if, like, I think I don't even remember what our best trades that we suggested were. I think the Dylan Chris trade was one that that we liked. I think that, I don't that's right. I think there was a Jay Wood <laughs> one in there that made a lot of sense as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm ex- I can't wait to listen back to this, but hopefully, <laughs> people actually listened to this and took our unfiltered, unbiased thoughts about these teams and are getting some actual knowledge from this. And if not, oh, well, we had fun talking through it anyway at midnight on a Monday night. (laughs) (laughs) Man, well, Tink, it feels good. The Deep Ellen Demigods feels good to be back in the podcasting game. I know we have – We've talked through a few different podcasts that we're wanting to do. We actually have a whole outline for a different podcast that – um, is more of like a recap of the 2020 season um, that we'll need to record at some point. But mm-hmm. now that now that it's basically July, um, that means it's almost football time. So we're going to have to start recording more and more of these as as we start ramping up to the season. And um, if anyone out there in the group message has any um, ideas for things you want to hear on the podcast, we are always open to them. Um, but yeah, 
I think that's all we got for this time. Tink, you got anything else? I think that's I think that's all all we got. Like we said, we got some got some stuff in the works. If anyone wants, if anyone wants to come on and uh, and uh, you know defend yourself, if we kind of hate it on your team too much, feel yeah. free to <laughs> hit us up and and come defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, I mean, if anyone actually listened to this and took offense to it, <laughs> then definitely let us. <laughs> Man. Okay, well, think, think, think we're going, think we're good to go ahead and uh, call this a podcast, and I'll hang up and hope that this whole audio recording doesn't delete itself. <laughs> yep, sounds good. I will <laughs> hope for the same. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. All right, see you.